And today I'm going to take another look at the testimony of that former Roman Catholic priest, a man by the name of Charles Shinnecke. And um, I'll be dealing in this video as specifically as to what he uh, formerly believed regarding the Roman Catholic Eucharist and the so-called real presence of Jesus Christ in that same uh, Eucharist. I'll be using footage from a video I did on this uh, man. I, I like to uh, concentrate sometimes on certain uh, parts of the Roman Catholic teaching, so I think it's a good thing to go back. Sometimes a lot of these videos you do, they get buried. People don't even know they exist, so I like to remind people, you know, I know I have uh, new listeners once in a while will stop by, so they've never heard uh, these things before. So, as I said, I'll be looking at that teaching and how this man came out of uh, that deception. Keep in mind that the Church of Rome, they teach that they have the power to change the bread and wine into the actual body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ. Not only that, they teach that they are the only true church. It's just them. That's what they teach, folks. So I, I tell you this for a reason. When you see this uh, seduction uh, into unity with this um, cult of Rome, you need to be warned because the uh, the present day, what you would call Christian church, is permeated with this stuff, this ecumenical spirit. It's demonic, folks. It's from the pit, from the pit of hell. And uh, you need to know these things, folks. You need, you need to dig into the Word of God for yourself. Be like the Bereans. Uh, Look at Acts chapter 17, verse 11. They, they meditated, they studied the Word of God daily uh, to see uh, whatever was being preached, if it was uh, lining up with the Scriptures. So that's what you need to do. And that's, that's what I do. That's how I came out of this cult of Roman Catholicism. I mean, they have a hundred anathemas, a hundred curses against people who disagree with their false teachings. Can you imagine this? And yet they, they, these unity meetings, they still go on, folks. I mean, you must be kidding me. People, pastors, big-name pastors, pastors who write scores of books, there they are saying nothing as this man with an antichrist spirit would speak by video. Can you imagine this? And nothing is said. They, 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 they should have uh, removed their name from the itinerary. Boy, oh boy. So what I'm going to do, you know, before I dig into that part of uh, the video, folks, I want to give you just a little background on, on this man, uh, Mr. Shinnecke. As I said, he, uh, he was 50 years in the Church of Rome, uh, 25 years uh, of that 50, he was a Roman Catholic priest. So this guy, uh, I mean, he heard confessions, he did the Roman Catholic Mass, he served communion just like any other uh, Catholic priest for years, folks. I mean, that's a long time. That is a very long time uh, to be a priest. And then the Lord set him free. You know, he became famous, by the way, uh, because of the uh, conflict with his own uh, leadership. And, and eventually, obviously, he got saved. He left the Catholic Church. So what I'm going to do here, as I've done before, I want to take a look at some New York Times articles here. I do this for a, a reason, for a purpose, just to show you that this guy was solid. He was legit. Because when you deal uh, any time, when you're coming against the Church of Rome, folks, they go after you. And they, they will slander and what have you. And this man went through it, folks. So um, I'm just going to start. I'm going to start here uh, uh, with an article from January 17th, 1899. I'll just give you uh, 
1899, from the New York Times, and it says, Father Shinneke is dead. As an apostle of temperance, his fame reached the Pope's ears, once defended by Abraham Lincoln. Oh, yes. So isn't that interesting, folks? This man uh, was once defended by Abraham Lincoln. Why? Because uh, uh, Mr. Shinneke was in controversy, and they were coming after him. There, there was false charges that were uh, brought against him, and uh, this man... Uh, was defended. Don't forget that. He was defended by Abraham Lincoln. This is the guy, uh, the man, I should say, uh, that became president of the United States of America. Can you imagine this? And uh, this guy, uh, we know that Abraham Lincoln was a lawyer. He's called Honest Abe. Okay, so we know that this uh, this priest, Shinneke, he, he, got the, he got a good lawyer for himself so you know uh, we'll get back to that in a little bit so anyway back to this new york times uh in 1858 ladies and gentlemen let, let's look at this uh, we see a personal in in, in the uh, new york times this is the reverend mr shinneke the celebrated canadian priest has become converted to Protestantism. On Sunday the 22nd, he declared in a public meeting in the courthouse at Kankakee, Illinois, that he separates himself from the Romish church to follow the religion of the Bible. That makes my heart leap, folks. You know, it's so good to hear a person, you know, the, when, when the lights come on, you know, they're, they're being set free, they're being truly born again of the Spirit. And what is the natural progression? You leave. That's it. You leave that church. That's what I did, folks. When the Lord set me free, I left. Now, I never took out a personal in the New York Times because I wasn't, I wasn't known. I didn't have a church like, like this man had. I mean, so it was a good thing he did that. This man was bold. And he was bold for a reason. He wanted to let people, he left that church. So we see like a progression after he came out of that um, system. Let's go now. Uh, another article. This is from 1859. It says here, this was July 11th, 1859. Also the New York Times. And it talks about Father Shinneke at the Cooper Institute. His difficulty with the Catholics of Illinois. I'll just read a couple of lines. This is the Reverend Father Shinneke, formerly of the Church of Rome, whose persecution by the Catholics in Illinois has rendered him famous. And he preached two sermons at the Cooper Institute. So uh, what we see here, ladies and gentlemen, uh, this man, he got saved, okay? Glorious salvation. Read his book, 50 Years in the Church of Rome. Uh, it's, it's a great book because it tells the truth. And he, he gets saved, so now he, what, what does he do? He ends up preaching the word of God, and he, he wants other uh, people to get saved. That's the natural progression. You get saved. I was born again, folks. I mean, prior to being born again, I had no desire to tell people about Jesus. But when I was saved, it burned in my heart, folks. I mean, I started going out in the streets, handing out tracts, preaching the word on the, on the streets. This is the natural progression. Why? Because you know that something dramatic happened. You're born again of the Spirit. That's how a person becomes a Christian, by the way. If you're out there today and you've never been born again of the Spirit, the biblical way, regenerated by the power of the Holy Spirit, you're not a Christian. You're lost. You're still dead in your sins. Oh, yes. And, 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 and Roman Catholic, Catholic, you're taught that you're born again when you're baptized as an infant. It's not true. You are not born again at infant baptism. You need to know that. 
I tell you these things because I love you. So let's go now. 1882, also New York Times, January 19th, 1882. We see a story here. It says, a former French Catholic priest, the Reverend Father Charles Shinneke, who was known as the Canadian Luther, was to have told or speak at St. Paul's Church. This is in New York City, 22nd Street and 4th Avenue, last evening, why he left the Church of Rome, but an attack of sickness confined him to his apartments. The Reverend Father P.A. Seguin, formerly a French Catholic priest whom Father Shinneke converted to Protestantism a year and a half ago, spoke in his place. Father Seguin was a priest for 14 years and said that after Father Shinneke converted, 15 other priests. Now, now, that's powerful. So here we have Father Shinneke got sick. So somebody had to speak uh, for him. Do you notice that he was known as the Canadian Luther? Wow. This guy came from Canada. He ended up coming to the States. Uh, so he is in Illinois. Uh, this is where the revival took place after he got saved. But I like how they called him the Canadian Luther. He wasn't afraid to speak out against his former church because he, he knew it was wicked. You read the book for yourself. This man didn't hold back anything. So uh, you, you need to know this because he came right out of the heart of the system. He was a Roman Catholic priest. So he was supposed to speak. He got sick. Somebody else spoke. And here's a guy uh, by the name of the Reverend Father P.A. Seguin, formerly a French Catholic priest. So he got converted under Shinneke's ministry. Isn't that awesome? And he, and he went on to talk about that there were 15 other priests that were converted under that same uh, ministry by Shinneke. That's powerful. That's good fruit, folks, you see? So Shinneke couldn't hold it back, and what he would do, he would start preaching to his fellow priests. Thank God. Look at this. Uh, I mean, it's amazing. I mean, when you're entrenched in, in something like the Church of Rome, the bondage that goes with that and all the years of training under that uh, man-made tradition, to, to have even one priest come out is a big deal, folks. But here... Uh, 15 priests, other priests were converted. Totally awesome. Let's go also, New York Times, we're going now to 1884. Keep in mind, I mean, uh, you look back how many years have gone by since this guy came out, but here he is still plodding down God's highway. Hallelujah. I mean, 1884, November 7th, 1884. Look what it says here. Father Shinneke mobbed. The Roman Catholics of Montreal prevent him from lecturing. I'll just read a little here. Father Shinneke, the ex-priest, was announced to lecture in Russell Hall in this city last night. The hall was packed with an audience consisting mostly of his opponents, while outside was gathered a mob of about 2,000. The proceedings were constantly interrupted, and soon after the lecturer began to speak, the audience refused to let him proceed, and the utmost confusion followed. Men stood on the seats in windowsills, howling derisively whenever the speaker attempted to make himself heard. So, this is awesome, folks. So, this is normal, by the way. When you get saved, folks, you could be out on the street preaching, you're witnessing to people, uh, you're dealing with spiritual warfare. The enemy of your souls, the devil and his children, do not like the truth of God's word. The light of the word of God exposes the darkness that is inside them. And often, many times, the people are literally demon-possessed. That's a fact that is the truth. 
So uh, what you see here is this man, he's advancing the kingdom of God. He's preaching the word. It's light exposing darkness. And the children of the devil, the, the Roman Catholic souls who are uh, unaware that they're unsaved, they're, they're bucking this man. They won't even allow him to talk. Why? Because the man was speaking the truth. He was preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. Remember what happened when Jesus and the disciples preached. They were opposed by the unsaved religious Jewish people, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, and everything else. They, they, they were unsaved people. They were never born again. So when Jesus came, arrived on the scene, they didn't want to hear it. It was light exposing darkness. So that's what took place here. So this man, folks, he, I mean, he uh, went through it. I mean, he totally went through it. The persecution that this man suffered was incredible. In fact, as I said, you know, before he uh, actually went on the road, I told you that he was represented in, the, in uh, different court cases. Uh, honest Abe Lincoln was his lawyer, and uh, Abe Lincoln actually told him at one point in time he's never seen anybody so persecuted as he. And, uh, you know, when he, when he secured the services of Abraham Lincoln, um, he let Lincoln know, you know, he says, you know, I really, you don't know me, I don't know you, and um, uh, this is what I need. Somebody recommended you to be my lawyer. They told, they told me you're a good lawyer and so on and so forth. And, and Abraham Lincoln says, you know, told uh, Mr. Shinneke, I'll be more than happy to represent you. And ultimately he told him, he says, you know, I do know you. He was following all the, all the workings that were going on against uh, Shinneke uh, by the authorities of the Roman Catholic Church. And he knew, he knew everything that was going on. So when Shinneke contacted him, he, I think he telegraphed him, uh, Abe Lincoln was very well aware of who he was. Can you imagine this? What a, what a great thing that took place there, that he had this honest lawyer, honest Abe Lincoln, to represent him. Totally awesome when you think about it. So that's how Abraham Lincoln came to work uh, as this man's uh, representative in the courtrooms. And it was uh, lies being told about Mr. Shinneke, slanders, and ultimately, Mr. Shinneke got the victory. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So as I said, we're, we're going to deal now with the um, the uh, Eucharist, the, the uh the, the thing that Mr. Shinneke eventually spoke out against and said, I, I believe like a perfect idiot, folks. So, yes, yeah, so let's go there right now. Now, if you look at the, uh, the teaching of the Eucharist, this is basically the center of uh, the Roman Catholic Gospel. And um, uh, Mr. Shinneke, don't forget he's writing as a uh, former priest of 25 years, and he... he Obviously, now he realizes that what he believed was not true. Now, here's um, what he said also in that book. And he's talking in, in a chapter where he dealt, uh, talking about the First Communion and how a child is trained up at a very young age to believe that that little wafer host is, is basically God Almighty, Jesus Christ, uh, body, soul, divinity, and so on. So he says here, has there ever been or will there ever be a priest or a layman to believe what the Church of Rome teaches on this dreadful mystery of the real presence? Shall I say that I believed in the real presence of Jesus Christ in the communion? 
I believed in it as all those who are good Roman Catholics believe. I believed as a perfect idiot or a corpse believes. Whatever is essential to a reasonable act of faith had been destroyed in me on that point, as it is destroyed in every priest and layman in the Church of Rome. My reason as well as my external senses had been as much as possible sacrificed at the feet of that terrible martyr God the Pope. I had been guilty of the incredibly foolish act of which all good Roman Catholics are guilty. So that's a heavy statement that uh, Mr. Charles Shinneke, this former priest, made right there. Uh, and don't forget he's writing now after he came out of that system. So uh, obviously when he uh, received his first communion as I did, uh, he, he didn't have that knowledge as I did not either. So um, it's, it's a whole different picture when you can see with the power of the Holy Spirit, with the Spirit of Truth, it gives you the understanding. And Mr. Shinneke goes on to say, Reader, please have no contempt for the unfortunate priests and people of Rome, but pity them. When you see them walking in the ways into which intelligent beings ought not to take a step, they cannot help it. The ring of the ox is at their nose, and the Pope holds the end of the rope. Had it not been for that ring, I would not have been long at the feet of the wafer god of the Pope. And in that same book, you know, Mr. Shinneke, uh, you know, he told uh, several different stories of different instances where he should have had the uh, light, uh, the, the spiritual light to leave the church, but he didn't. He told about a, a blind priest uh, named Father Dole, D-A-U-L-E, who uh, was only allowed to say Catholic masses on certain instances by the very uh, fact that he was blind. And on one of those instances, he uh, couldn't find the, the host. It was up there on the altar, but something happened. He couldn't find it. And he started to get a little uh, panicky, and, and you know, one of the workers came to uh, Charles Shinneke and told him what was happening. So, uh, basically, Mr. Shinneke, you know, put two and two together, and the place, the parsonage where they were, um, obviously was infested with a lot of rats, and bold rats is the way he described them. And he put two and two together because they would bake these um, these uh, wafers right there. And the smell of the fresh bread often attracted these rats. And long story short, uh, Mr. Shinneke came to the conclusion that the rats had got to that wafer host. And he tried to tell the priest uh, that. And, and the priest obviously couldn't believe what was happening. And, and he, was, he was inconsolable. And it got to the point that uh, Mr. Shinneke just basically you know, had to like tell him, listen, we, we got to stop this. And um, then at one point, Mr. Shinneke said this, he says, and to give you plainly my own mind, I'll tell you here that if I were God Almighty and a miserable rat would come to eat me, I would strike him dead before he could touch me. Basically, he's saying, if, if that was me, uh, that, that rat was history. <laughs> so, so, so you see, uh, Mr. Shinneke is getting the light and you know he's starting to see how could a rat eat God okay it doesn't fit so Shinneke goes on to say great and new lights had flashed through my soul in that hour evidently my God wanted to open my eyes to the awful absurdities and impieties of a religion whose God could be dragged and eaten 
by rats. So, uh, you know, the, the teaching of the real presence obviously continues to this very day. As I said, this is the very center of the gospel of the Roman Catholic Church. People were put to death, some say by the millions, I believe that, uh, for rejecting the uh, teachings of the Church of Rome. And uh, two of those people, Hugh Latimer and Nicholas Ridley, they were martyred, actually burnt at the stake. They were tied to the very same wooden stake back to back. And uh, the main things uh, that they refused to believe was the very teaching that I just shared with you, that that is the real presence of Jesus Christ, body, soul, divinity. And they basically would have a, a hearing with the church officials in Rome and they said, no, we do not believe that. We totally reject what you teach regarding that. The, the teaching of the Roman Catholic transubstantiation being done by a priest. And they said, no, we, we, we refuse that. Okay, you're, you're, you're dead. <laughs> That's it. And they would be uh, taken to the stake and burnt. Uh, many times tortured uh, people were. So not only them, those are two of the more well-known uh, ones who were put to death uh, for that very reason. You know, there's liberty for the Roman Catholic, uh, and if you're a Roman Catholic listening to this out of curiosity, I speak to you as a former Roman Catholic. And the book of Hebrews says this, and every priest, this is Hebrews chapter 10, verses 11 and 12, and every priest standeth daily ministering and offering oftentimes the same sacrifices, which can never take away sins. But this man, speaking of Christ, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever, sat down on the right hand of God. So you have, uh, to this day, masses, Roman Catholic masses are said every single day throughout the world. So you're talking hundreds of thousands. Every day mass is said, and, and, a, and a Catholic priest is standing uh, daily offering up what is known as the sacrifice of the mass. Over and over. Same book, same chapter, verses 17 and 18. And their sins and iniquities will I remember no more. Now where remission of these is, there is no more offering for sin. Verse 19 and 20. Having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way which he hath consecrated for us through the veil, that is to say, his flesh. Hallelujah. So Jesus paid it all, ladies and gentlemen. He, he, he made it possible for anyone. And listen, Roman Catholic, no matter who you are, man, woman, young or old, uh, doesn't matter. Uh, you can be saved even as I'm speaking. You don't even have to finish this video if you don't want. You can call upon the Lord to save your soul because his blood was shed for you. That's the good news, folks, and God will uh, fill you with his Holy Spirit. John 19 and 30, when Jesus therefore had received the vinegar, he said, it is finished. And he bowed his head and gave up the ghost or the spirit, okay? When Jesus Christ died, folks, he, he said, it is finished, it's done. He paid the price. No more sacrifices. No more, especially uh, the animal sacrifices, but all the more the sacrifice of the mass, which they call uh, a sacrifice in an unbloody manner. Oh no, folks, it's only the blood that can redeem the uh, human soul. Look at this beautiful portion of scripture written by a very religious man who was uh, dead in his sins, on his way to hell, uh, speaking of the Apostle Paul. And he wrote this, 
Romans chapter 5, verses 6 through 10. For when we were yet without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die. Yet, peradventure for a good man, some would even dare to die. But God commendeth his love toward us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. I'm just going to dig in here a little, folks. This is the best news you can ever hear. You're Roman Catholic and you're, perhaps you're sitting here, uh, sitting there, I should say, listening and saying, who is this guy? Uh, you got your you got your boxing gloves on saying, no, I'm, I'm born Catholic. I'm going to die Catholic. I've heard this many times. Uh, listen, listen, folks. The good news is this. Christ died for the ungodly. Every man and every woman, none of us are righteous. In the sight of a holy God, we're all ungodly. But the good news, folks, is that God loved us so much. It says he commended his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Now, here's how you're justified. Look, look, look at this. Here is how you can be justified, Roman Catholic, man, woman, young or old. This is the beauty of the gospel. As I said, you, don't even have, you do not even have to finish this video if you don't want. Here's the good news. You should be jumping for joy much more than being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. Hear me. I don't care who you are. I'm telling you today that you can be justified, even as you listen to this video, you can be justified by the blood that Jesus Christ shed for you, and you will be saved from the wrath of God. You can look forward to going to heaven. I'm telling you that right now. Folks, I'm telling you, as a former Roman Catholic, verse 10, for if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. Folks, I used to be an enemy of God, hellbound, in a, in a, in a fast speeding car to hell, on the road to destruction, like every other man and woman who, who, who doesn't realize that they're dead in their sins. That was me, okay? So you just, you just mosey along in your life, you, you do your everyday duties or whatever you're going to do, not realizing I'm hanging over hell by a thread. I got saved, I was an enemy of God, but the scriptures describe it this way now, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son. I've been reconciled, okay? It's a past event. I'm reconciled back to God. I'm on his team now. From enemy to one of his, okay? That's the beauty. And as I said, no matter who you are, in fact, you don't have to be Catholic no matter who you are. You could be Jewish, you could be a Muslim, doesn't matter. Hindu, Buddhist. This message is for you too, by the way. Oh yes, you need to get saved the same way. So this is the good news for all people. And uh, as I said, if you just happen to be a Roman Catholic listening, there are no more sacrifices to be offered up for sins. The true and living God does not accept the Catholic sacrifice of the Mass at all, and he never has. I'm happy to say that Jesus Christ rescued me from that awful deception over 30 years ago. 
and uh, I stopped praying my Hail Mary prayers at the same time. So there you have it, folks. I mean, you heard the story of this uh, former Roman Catholic priest. The man was set free uh, from the Church of Rome. He found freedom in Jesus Christ. In fact, uh, his whole church got saved. Can you imagine this? The whole church, over a thousand people, uh, got saved. Uh, at the time, they called it the greatest revival among Roman Catholics uh, they'd ever seen. Uh, pastors were coming from all over the place to visit uh, this place in Illinois. They, they, they couldn't believe what was happening. Beautiful revival. God was setting people uh, free. I remember reading in his book, 50 Years in the Church of Rome, how they had all these statues. You know how they have statues in Roman Catholic Church. Some of them were held up by ropes because otherwise they would fall down. And when this whole church, you know, when it came out of deception, they, they cut those ropes and, and those statues went crashing to the ground and a whole crowd uh, roared I, uh, from what I remember. So this is some uh, uh, great stuff uh, that happened to this man. It's quite the opposite to what you see happening in the modern day. Uh, you know, think about these together meetings. Remember uh, Together 2016 uh, at, at uh, Washington, D.C.? You have all of these big-name preachers. You know, they're all going to be there. Then you have Catholic speakers and so on and so forth. And who appears on video? Think about this now. Pope. Pope Francis now. Can you imagine this? That Think of all these big names. And here comes the Pope with his message. Now, you would think a person who's been truly born again of the Spirit would say, wait, I've had enough. But you know something, folks? The people at that meeting, there's an itinerary. People know who are uh, set to speak. They know who's on that slate. So people who are true Christians should have said, wait a second, I, I don't want any part of this. I can't have any part of this. I'm sorry. I know you signed me up. I'm not going. Uh, because if he's going to be appearing, I cannot work with this. And that would be the proper biblical stand to take because you're dealing with a system that pronounces over 100 curses against people who disagree with their counterfeit teachings. You're dealing with a church, the Catholic Church, that says they are the only true church. How about infant baptism? They say that's how you're born again. And so you become a child of God. That's the new birth. All false. How about the Catholic Mass that it satisfies the justice of God for sins committed against him? How about Mary as a mediator? My, oh my, the graven images that uh, fill that church. Not only that purgatory, folks, uh, that, that teaching's raked in billions over the centuries, billions upon billions of dollars. Uh, people having Catholic Mass said for the, dead relatives aunts and uncles, hoping that they'll get out of purgatory sooner. Uh, can you imagine the amount of money that's come in with that counterfeit doctrine? So here, you have all of these unity meetings, as I said, together 2016. Here comes the Pope. Can you imagine this by video? You would think that, that the Christians would revolt and say, wait, you know, you see what, what happened? People forgot the truth. They forgot the Reformation, folks. They've been seduced. It's, 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 it's taken a, a while, but, but it's permeated the entire church, folks. And I'm going to leave it right there. As I said, I, I shout the warning once again uh, to you regarding these things, this working with the uh, counterfeit uh, Roman Catholic Church. You be blessed and have a great day.